This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, June 14th. We are midway done with this month. We are midway done with June. <laughs> I don't like June a lot because it is the month of hot. And is it hot or is it hot? Let me tell you guys, it's pretty hot. But you know what else is hot in the news today, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking about a trip to space, space with Jeff Bezos and how it sold a seat for $28 million. Yes, indeed. Yesterday, the Yalla Home team were actually wondering what we thought about this news. So we're going to be giving you all our thoughts about it and whether or not we think this is going to be making space travel become any more economical. Coming up on today's show, though, we're also going to be talking about Google challenging human beings as they start using artificial intelligence to design different chips. And rumor has it, these AI are a lot faster than human beings, so they may just be replacing us very soon. Yes, and a student in Sharjah has developed an anti-cheating system for online exams. Now, let me tell you, that kid will be the most hated kid in yes. university. <laughs> Everyone's gonna hate him. You know why? Because he developed this. Now, all jokes aside, obviously this is a great uh, invention, a great discovery, and a great thing that this kid made. But students in university are gonna hate him. He's like the kid that says, "Hey, by the way, teacher, you forgot to <laughs> take homework. our homework." Yeah, exactly. This is the kid. That is the kid. I was reading the. Uh, I was reading this news, and I was like, "Okay, thank God, I'm done with my finals," because I would not be happy with news like this. Coming up on today's show as well, we're gonna be talking about a very smart fitness watch it's a wearable that facebook is coming out with it's not going to necessarily be tracking our calories but it could potentially help immerse us in a different world yes and also we're talking about how facebook actually we just talked about facebook how china's first virtual student has developed a ting sang Yu, which is going to meet fans on weibo now the that first ai student is can the you imagine the fir- first virtual student i mean um, and his name is pretty big <laughs> Her name. Her name. It's even worse. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, let's know you guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about that trip to space with Jeff Bezos and how it might set some chemicals in your brain. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The one available seat on Jeff Bezos's Blue Origins rocket has been taken officially, and it was sold for actually $28 million. One would think, you know, who has that much money to be able to secure a seat? And also, who would be interested in such a mission simply because A, it's very expensive, but B, it also requires lots of training and it's it's a very hefty mental and physical burden that we're talking about. But a mystery bidder paid $28 million yesterday at an auction for that seat alongside Jeff Bezos on board the very first crewed space flight. And he's also going to be joining Jeff Bezos's brother, Mark. Yes, now just last week, we actually talked about it on the show, how the Amazon founder did reveal that both he and his brother would take seats on board the new Shepard launch vehicle on July 20th. So about 
a month and six days left and they will fly on the edge of space and back. And just like Omnia told you guys, a mystery bidder of $28 million paid that at an auction. Now, obviously, these people started from $0 and the bid went all the way to $28 million on an auction just Saturday. And the founder did reveal, which is uh, Jeff Bezos, that he and his brother would take the seats. So this man or woman paid $28 million to sit next to Jeff Bezos and his brother on the trip to space. Now, the brothers will be joined by the winner of Saturday's charity auction, whose identity does remain unknown and by as fourth has a yet an unnamed space tourist. Yes, indeed. So we're also going to be hearing about who this mystery space tourist is going to be very soon. But as we know, Jeff Bezos wants to create some some dramas, <laughs> some excitement. So he did not reveal who it is just yet. Now, Saturday's successful bidder uh, beat out actually 20 rivals in the auction. 20 different people applied for that seat and he won the bid. He, it was launched actually on the 19th of May and it wrapped up with a 10-minute live cast frenzy. They went ahead and they announced that one person, who we still don't know who it is, actually won that bid. Now the bid actually, the bidding reached 8.4, 4.8 million dollars by Thursday, but it shot up spectacularly in the final live auction, rising by million dollar increments. Now looking at it, a lot of people may think, you know, Jeff Bezos, he's the richest man in the world. Why would anyone? want more money if they're the richest men in the world but according to him he's not taking this money for himself but rather using it as charity to carry out different research for the stem sciences stem technology uh, different subjects yes. that we hear about but he also wants to give a chance for others and make space travel a little bit more economical still don't know how that's going to be happening when one seat is 28 million dollars but we would hope to see something in the near future. Now, again, it's a win-win situation for the mystery bidder and for Jeff Bezos and uh, his company. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it does seem that every time we're talking about American billionaires, we're talking about taxes. Now, obviously, someone who could pay $28 million is not a millionaire. He is a billionaire. So when he or she pays that $28 million for charity, as the Bezos brothers have labeled it on uh, the auction, yeah. that will be written off for taxes. So $28 million will now be written off for that mystery bidder, and he wins a seat next to Jeff Bezos. And <laughs> Jeff Bezos has just funded that charity, again, making him have more tax reductions. Believe it or not, I do believe that all of this is just one big sham for taxes. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, history does repeat itself as history has told us before that a lot of billionaires do unethical things to evade taxes and maybe even going to space being one of them. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or let us know on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about Google claiming it is using AI to design chips that are faster than humans. And let me tell you, they're not the Dorito chips. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Google, Google, Google <laughs> is claiming that it is using AI to design chips faster than human beings. And we're not talking about the Lay's chips, the Dorito chips. Now, I know uh, I'm, a very, I'm very hungry and I'm a big fan of chips, but they're very oily. But these chips are not oily at all. They're very smart. Now, Google is claiming that it has developed an AI software that can design computer chips 
faster than humans can. Now, the tech giant has said in a paper that a chip would take human months to design can be dreamed up by its new AI in less than six hours. Now, again, we're looking at how, looking at how AI is working faster, smarter, and better than humans. Yes, indeed. And this AI has actually already been used to develop the next set of Google's Tensor Processing Unit chips, which are used to run AI-related tasks. So we're looking at AI being used to create more AI. I think we're we're reaching a very high level of autonomy over here because this method of production will actually help Google speed up how much computers it comes out with, how many gadgets it comes out with every single year. So to put it in another way, Google is actually using AI to design chips that can be used to create even more sophisticated AI system. And they're planning, they have a floor plan for this. You know, they're not just running aimlessly with them. So they're planning to use it for different components like the CPU, like the GPU, like the memory that is usually placed on a computer and their positioning will actually help impact the speed and the power consumption of Mm -hmm. every gadget that Mm -hmm. Google goes ahead and releases. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we're looking at how a lot of things are going into creating these chips. But now we're looking at how it does take these human months to optimally design these floor plans about Google's deep reinforcement learning system, which is an algorithm that is trained to take certain actions in order to maximize its chance of earning a reward can do it basically with a relatively little effort. Now, similar systems can also defeat humans at a complex game like Go and Chess. And we've talked about it on the show yep. before, how uh, an AI beat the, the, the best chess player mm-hmm. in like 30 seconds, like four moves. Yeah. The best chess player in the world, AI beat it. And obviously that was in accordance with machine learning. Now, the AI system was fed 10,000 chip floor plans in order to learn what works and what doesn't. Now, again, when we're talking about AI and machine learning, it is literally beautiful. I'll tell you why. Because this has, it has no no limits. Mm-hmm. You feed it the history, the history of, let's say, uh, buildings, right? You feed it the history of buildings and then you ask the AI, hey, I need a building that would best work in these conditions, right? The AI will go through the hundreds and hundreds of years of architecture and the engineering and say, Hey, I created an (laughs) algorithm for you. I created a blueprint for the building that will withstand heat, um, uh, climate, rain, rain, whatever. Can you imagine that? And the thing is, it's not that it's propaganda or bogus or baloney. Absolutely. It is 100% viable. And we've seen how AI is working better than us. And the trick is, or the question is now, how can we flip that switch to make AI work for us forever? Exactly. It's mind-blowing how much AI can actually work under pressure, but also how it can simply put together the pieces very neatly. So looking at it, let's compare how humans would design chips versus how an artificial intelligence would. With human chip designers, they would typically lay out the components in neat lines, make sure that everything is organized. With a Google artificial intelligence, they use a more scattered approach. So they know how to make sense out of every mess that you give them. So they'll, whatever mess that they're stuck in, they'll be able to design those chips in. And this isn't the first time we've seen an AI system going rogue after learning how to perform a task off of the back of human data. So one example was actually DeepMind's famous artificial intelligence that is known as AlphaGo. He was actually able to make that 
very interesting move that caused him to beat the world champion Lee Sidol in that game, Go Players Around the World, back in 2016. So now Google's engineers are actually trying to use that same technicality that artificial intelligence used to help build some of its best semiconductors to make their process become a lot more seamless. Yes, the future is AI. The future is machine learning. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about... A student right here in the heart of Sharjah creating a system that will make cheating become a lot harder. This out. Take this out. Oh, 95. It is. <laughs> oh, you're excited as me. <laughs> it's a tough time for many students right here in the UAE right now. A lot of students are actually studying for final exams, doing final exams, and a lot of them are doing them virtually. This is a very interesting time because I think this is the second time around where students actually do their final exams online rather than in person due to the COVID-19 pandemic. There are some advantages and there are some very big disadvantages. One of them is, has been that a lot of students feel like cheating can be easier online. I don't know how accurate that is but I can definitely see how it's possible. And I'm hoping that a lot of students are actually being honest and not cheating. But if you are, we've, we come bearing very bad news because a 12-year-old student right here in the heart of Sharjah has created an anti-cheating guard for online exams, meaning this system can alert any school if a student is straying away from the exams website and accessing other websites or other documents to cheat the answer. Yes, Arush Rajani, who is a grade 8 student of Delhi Private School right here in Sharjah, has built a JavaScript-based web component that will instantly identify such activity and even alert the investigator of the class about the incident. Now, it does note the specific time the student was away and then automatically does send an immediate email alerting the person with specific time logs. Now, we do know that many students in the UAE and around the world are engaged in full distance learning because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So taking their exams online this term, which does conclude at the end of the month without proctors walking down aisles in exam halls and keeping an eye on you is a little bit difficult yeah. to kind of, uh, per se, keep control of these classes. Now, uh, there's actually a lot of measures going in to final exams when it does come to distant learning. For example, I know that my sister mm. actually has to have her phone um, yes, uh, as, a on, as a webcam and be placed at the corner of the room <laughs> while she is doing her exam. And at the same time, her laptop camera needs to be on. Now, if I wanted to get into it ethically, would I want <laughs> my professors and would I want these proctors of the exams looking at my room? And, <laughs> you know, like, what if I want to do my own? Th like, I want to scratch my beard a little bit. <laughs> I want people you have to be stuck at all times. I'm in, I'm confined in my own home. Don't make me uncomfortable in my own home. Now, again, we do want to kind of reduce the number of cheating. We don't want kids to get degrees and to get good grades, but not actually benefit from the material. You do need to study. But how ethical is that? Now, putting that on the side, I think that this kid created something that a lot of people will love him for. But a lot of people will also <laughs> not love them for it. Absolutely. A lot of teachers and principals will be happy with this foolproof system. 
But students out there will not ha- be happy with this new gadget. Now, looking at it, I don't know if you've heard, Hani, but also schools right here in Sharjah and different parts of the UAE have started creating four to six different versions of a single final exam just to make sure that no kid has a similar exam as the next kid. So I think they're trying their best to minimize cheating incidents. With this system that Arush, uh, who is a 12-year-old student that he has created, he basically created a system where no attempts would work to help you cheat. So including, you know, he thought of shifting windows. He thought of the whole Alt tab or Control tab button. He tried his best to find any loophole in his code But his web code worked in all scenarios and it blocked every cheating attempt that could come to mind. Yes, hats off to you, brother. I mean, uh, you're doing great. Good for the community as we do want these kids to learn something out of school, not just get those good grades. And I'm happy I'm not in school nor in university (laughs) anymore. When I first graduated from university, I would say, hey, Mm. I'll uh, I'll work for a little bit. Mm. I'll relax and then I'll do my master's. But that is never (laughs) happening. I hope I never go back to university. I am done. I am happy <laughs> not studying. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it on or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Do you do distant learning, and are you taking your exams from home? We want to know your experiences, and if your experience is good enough, we might just get you on air. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, what are we talking about, Omnia? We're talking all about a smartwatch that Facebook is creating with augmented reality control. You're You're listening listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse 95. Everyone is trying to tap into the augmented reality era. Now we're looking at Facebook. What is developing a smartwatch with AR control? Ladies and gentlemen, Facebook is developing that smartwatch that will act as a controller for its fourth upcoming augmented reality projects. Now, these reports do claim the device was due for release in mid-2022, which would be a year from now, and it would feature multiple cameras. But a a senior Facebook executive did say Mm -hmm. that the smartwatch was only in its early stages and actually may never be released to the public. But I'll tell you something, we're talking about it today, ladies and gentlemen, because this can be and will be a game changer. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of smartwatches out there on the market, but none of them have been able to connect with augmented reality products. We do know that Facebook actually has, I think it's called the Oculus, if I'm not mistaken, or some form of virtual reality headset that they've been working on for years now and having the smartwatch connect seamlessly with it i think will be a great addition and a great feature now the watch's existence was actually revealed by different technology websites they have cited anonymous sources but these sources are very familiar with its development which could potentially mean that facebook is just trying to create a marketing drama out of this situation the watch would actually feature a detachable display so we're looking at two cameras in that watch that would integrate with facebook's networks including instagram since we do know that mark zuckerberg owns all three facebook instagram and whatsapp zuckerberg's plan is to create basically like an ecosystem where both apple and google would be also in on that smartwatch and it's also reported that this device was set to be a controller so they're trying to link it to a pre-planned augmented reality glasses that facebook has been very open and vocal that they've been developing for quite some time now 
Yes, now we're looking at gadgets and smartwatches and even wearables being the new controlling when it does come to AI and in this case, augmented reality. Now we've talked about it before, Apple does want to use your watch to control your smart pod, your smart home. And now Facebook is trying to do the same because think about think about it like this. Why would I want to buy a whole new device yeah. but instead have something that I will wear all the time and have it all the time on me that will control multiple things? And how does Facebook benefit from this? Well, you are now more inclined to be deep rooted into their ecosystem, which every tech company is now kind of look, look at the blueprint Apple has made and wants to copy and do the same. We do know that Apple's ecosystem is crazy. And just because we're talking about this now and to talk about how crazy Apple ecosystem is that we're mentioning it right now, because every time we're talking about connecting devices with one another, the number one thing or the number one blueprint or company we're talking about is Apple. Apple is the first company that comes to mind as they have created that ecosystem that a lot of big tech companies do want to copy. Now, I'm looking at this how, for example, you'll wear, let's say, the Oculus, just like Omnia said, yeah. Facebook has created the Oculus, right? And you have your watch and you control settings with that watch, mm. right? You move things with that watch because yeah. again, my Apple Watch is touchscreen. I believe Facebook's watch will be touchscreen. Mm -hmm. So you can just start moving it around, you know, walking. Do, you can do a lot of things. The possibilities are endless. Now, it has not ha yet been announced what would be the use of it, but I would believe that it could be for, let's say, simulations. Yes, and I would agree with you on that one because the details that we have on Facebook's first ever smartwatch do show that the two cameras that we just talked about would actually be detached from the wrist and they could potentially be used like a GoPro. So you can have a lot of freedom uh, with this watch. They're also going to be integrated with Instagram and Facebook and Facebook's big plan is to take over Apple's watch with this new Facebook watch and have a virtual reality impact on it as well as augmented reality. Now, there's a lot of impacts that we have seen coming from augmented reality and virtual reality. And there's a big difference between both. With augmented reality, you are looking at having basically projecting images into the real world but virtual reality you're living in a completely different world there are so many examples of different wearables that google has come out with in the past that use both forms of reality and facebook is known to have expressed an interest in exploring both of yes. those worlds but also dominating the smart watch space i do feel like it's a big competition that they're entering with apple because i mean we all use or a lot of people use apple watch or samsung galaxy watches omnia what is facebook what is facebook what, what is facebook giant. other than a tech giant facebook facebook social media platform. it's a social media platform yeah <laughs> what do they do they connect people yep what do you have on that watch two cameras yes do you believe one day that we can see a hologram come out of that watch right mm -hmm. and you will be talking to someone with that watch that's like a science fiction movie coming that, to life that is reality that could yep. be reality you have a camera facing you a camera or let's say a projectile like yes. a projector facing the other side then you can ha maybe even have something coming out of the <laughs> watch itself out. popping out of the watch itself 
and speaking to someone that would be amazing with like a hologram we've seen holograms being used all the way back in 2010 the technology is available but when it will be available to the public no one knows and no one knows how profitable that would be as we do know that that senior facebook executive even said it might not actually be even released to the public but for now ladies and gentlemen i'm very excited for the future and the future of connectivity let us know your guys thoughts for 4215 slots or on our instagram at pulse 95 radio we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're talking about china's first virtual student and uh, how it has met fans or she has met fans on weibo you're listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 take this out take this out pulse 95 we always talk about students studying virtually, studying through online school, but now we're talking about China switching that formula around because there is a virtual student, an AI student in China that is actually studying online. And I never thought AI would have to be studying online just like any other student would. But then when you take a second thought, why not? Because they, we also feed their system, we also feed their minds. So it would only make sense that they also need to do some schoolwork. Yes, now China's first, first virtual student developed by Tinsiguo University met fans on Thursday as she opened an account on China's Twitter-like Sina Webbu platform. Now, in the first Weibo post, the female virtual student named Oh my god, I'm going to botch this name so bad. <laughs> Wa Zibing. I think Hua. Wa Zibing. Oh, or yeah, you're right. It's Wa, because like Huawei is pronounced in yeah. Chinese Huawei. I'm Chinese. So Wa, 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 Wa Zing. I Wa think. Zing. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, now, when that, in that post, <laughs> Wa did say that she will start studying in the computer laboratory in the university, and she actually attracted close to 2,000 followers on the platform in about nine hours. So she did gain a popularity around the university. Yes, indeed. And in the video that she posted on her Weibo, it's her first Weibo post, guys. It's the first AI making a social media interest. Um, in that video, she actually has a very... She, she looks like a young girl. You know, you wouldn't differentiate her from an, any other little girl. She was wandering around the campus and using a female voice to introduce who she was. And the way she introduced herself was actually quite interesting. She said that she's addicted to literature and art ever since she was born, which is basically ever since scientists created her. The scientists not only gave her an appearance, but they also gave her a voice. And they told her how and taught her how to compose different words. Now, what, what I like about it is that the background music in that video was actually composed by Wa, yeah. by the student herself. So she knows how to play music mm. and she knows how to talk. And now she's also studying. She has, a, she has a realistic face, I would say. Don't you think so? Yes, but believe it or not, the girl in the video was a real person, but the face and voice mm. were virtually synthesized. Now, we've seen that before, Omnia. Uh, actually, there's deep a fake? there's a not deep fake. There's a website that you would look at people mm -hmm. that never ever ever existed. Mm. Yes, AI would create these faces. Like obviously, we talked about it all the time. When you feed AI, yeah, right, they can now develop everything. So they'll probably take it like my left eye with my with my dad's right eye, <laughs> and they'll create a whole new person based on my whole family tree, and they say, hey, that's your son, <laughs> right? They can do it. So. 
the same thing is happening here. I'd want to see. I, I'd want to see how that there, looks there, like. There is a there is a yeah. website where you look at like a like a hundred people. Look it up. And none of them exist. They they are not real people. Mm. So I mean, we're looking at the same thing uh, when it does come to Wa. Yeah. Now she officially registered and became a student at the university on Tuesday, and developers said at the forum that they do have high expectations for her, hoping she can keep learning, exploring and even cultivating the abilities of creativity and communication in the near future. Now, she might also be employed after graduating I from the university. I can't believe we're talking about this. Yeah, now or she's going to be very hated, you know? Like, she she just got, Taking like, the jobs of humans even more. Golden spoon, you know? <laughs> they let her in, they make her famous, she gets a My job. My God. Uh, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. So she's actually a deep learning model, uh, and they're trying to basically create a human, not a human, a human-like AI, something that's so realistic, you can't even tell the difference between an artificial intelligence and a human being. It's crazy. It's crazy that we're saying an AI is entering university, an AI is going to be applying for jobs, an AI is wandering through campus. I mean, you'd never expect to see an AI in a university campus. See, the website is called This Person Does Not Exist. Wow. Oh, I remember we talked about this. Yeah. Yes. So this person does not exist. It shows you mixtures of people's features yeah. and these humans never exist, but AI kind of makes them exist. It's amazing to see how far China has gone with artificial intelligence. Every time you refresh a new face. Wow. And these people do not exist. Mike, it's so crazy because they, they, look, they, look, they look normal. They look real. That is that is AI and actually Omnia. What's the name of the website again? These people do not exist.com. Wow. <laughs> it's literally the, the name of that. And again, they've actually used this type of technology to create a face for Wa. Mm. And she is becoming a student at that university. And again, we're looking at maybe one day she will be a um, a competitive pupil of, uh, amongst her her co-workers, her co-workers, her, co her students. <laughs> soon to be co-workers. Her soon to be co-workers. And again, this just goes to show how far technology is expanding. I think this is important, though, what you mentioned, having or making sure that the AI creates faces that don't exist out there. Because just imagine Wa goes and, I don't know, commits a crime, uh, kills someone, God forbid, does something. You don't want her to look like someone who does exist in real life because then her faults will be placed on his shoulders. So yeah, may maybe not that Far. Entirely that mm. maybe that far, yeah. yeah I think you kind of went, you know, killing, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> killing massacres. It's an AI, it's a computer machine. I'm the It's not, a, it's not alive. <laughs> it's dead. It's not. It's, it has no soul. But yeah, a hundred percent. You do have a point. You don't want to associate of an actual person with the AI. Like yeah. when we talk about actors. For example, and they take a, a very, let's say, the Joker, for example, oh, yes. right, and they play that role so well that people start to hate them in real life. Like, hey, no, you're a bad guy. You right? killed this person. But, but again, uh, you don't want to associate that. We should always differ differentiate art from uh, actuality and reality. But again, we're looking at how 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 technology is expanding, and I'm really excited to talk soon about deep fakes because mm. deep fakes are getting out of control. Omni and I will be talking about it in the, in the coming weeks because TikTok is going crazy with AI. We're looking at Tom Cruise, a lot of big influential people 
on TikTok, but they're not really them. Ooh, that's going to be a very interesting topic coming up in a few days. Future Talk is coming to an end, but you can catch us again tomorrow. Same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we've got the halftime show from two, from 3 to 4 p.m., the only place to be at 3 with the one and only Omar Adouri bringing you all that you need to know about the world of sports. Technologic. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.